This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Sci-Fi Bartow 2019. It's coming at you Saturday, February 16th at 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. This year's theme is steampunk, but we've got all kinds of fandoms that are going to be represented. We've got the 501st for Star Wars. we got Doctor Who fans, Star Trek fans, Firefly fans, special guests, George Lowe, the voice of Space Ghost. And we also have Batman writer, creator of Bane, Mr. Chuck Dixon. And the king of the B-movie, Joel D. Winecoop. An amazing playwright, Gretchen Suarez-Pena will be there. And also you've got DJ Vlad. And you don't want to miss on Saturday, February 15th, is Bartow's Friday Fest, the official kickoff party of Sci-Fi Bartow. It starts at 6 and will go to 9 right in downtown Bartow. And the entertainment will be brought to you by DJ Vlad. And don't forget, Sci-Fi Bartow is totally free. So come out and see your boys at Sci-Fi Bartow. And don't forget to tell them that the... Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Retro Game Treasure. Retro Game Treasure is an amazing monthly subscription service. They send you custom tailored boxes straight to your door from the video games that you love. You go on there, you have a wish list, you have your console of choice. They'll send you games from an assortment of consoles like NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, Sega Game Gear, Game Boy Color, Xbox, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, GameCube, and many more. Now announcing... They are delivering straight to you Nintendo DS games and PSP games. What do listeners of the Happy Hour get, Deuce? Put in Happy Hour in the promo box and you'll get $2 off your order. Remember, with Retro Game Treasure, you get classic video games delivered every month. Go to RetroGameTreasure.com. Pick your consoles, set your preferences, and add to your wish list. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with with Johnny and Deuce sent you. Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Hello, Antoinette. Yeah, we back in the fact. Don't know you had a long day, but let's inject. Sit back, relax, and have some cold beer. Gotta pay a few bills. Yeah, we're all clear. And it's Deuce on the loose. You know the tag team champion. We get the biggest pop when we hit the ramp. The outlaws of the new age. And we still got love for the retro ways. You know, Nintendo. Sega Genesis, so many systems, your dreamcast and reminisce. So pull back the curtain and hit the booth, cause it's the Happy Hour Podcast with Johnny and Duke. Yeah. Hello, internets. My name is Johnny Womack, and with me, as always, is my main man, Deuce. What's going on, man? Hey, man, we are the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Uh, every single episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce starts off with a good old Deuce salute. Yes, sir. There you go. Good Chris. Yep. Drink responsibly, Deuce, as we always we're big advocates of that. Yeah, on, very much so. Especially during the holiday season. That's right. Which, uh, you know, there's some drinking going on during the holiday season here. Um, we love professional wrestling. Um, I would say I was three years old when I f- first started watching professional wrestling with my dad. You have a similar story where yep. you were young watching wrestling, and uh, we've had topics about wrestling and this different things going on. We've t- we've talked to people that make rings. We've talked to people who are announcers. Uh, we even got to speak to some wrestlers. 
You may remember uh, a year and a half ago, we spoke to a gentleman named Shane Taylor, who uh, is in the Ring of Honor. Uh, we actually called him while he was cutting his lawn. If yeah, you remember. I do remember. He's the hardest oh, working man. He's, he's uh, the hardest working man in the business. Yep. Yeah. So uh, he was he was in there cutting his lawn. So, Mr. Shane Taylor, welcome back to the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thank goodness right now it's a little colder, so I don't have to do any yard work right now. So that's always a good thing. <laughs> well, speaking of when you're going to be doing work, you're going to be doing work February 9th at the RP Funding Center. You can get your tickets now at rpfundingcenter.com. You can go to rohwrestling.com and see what all stars are going to be there. Doors are at 4 p.m. and the bell time's at 6. And I'm not going to tell you one thing, brother. I cannot wait to see you live again wrestling, man. You have been pushed lately. Uh, quite a bit and I, I just can't wait to see you live oh it's gonna be great uh there's a little there's a little bit of concern on that on that show though for me uh my second daughter is due february 9th as well so Ooh. there's a big toss-up right now uh if she comes early then i will be there uh, uh if she decides to come on the due date then unfortunately i may have to miss those shows but of course you know family comes first absolutely um, so uh yeah so we'll see it, it's entirely up to her right right now, <laughs> right now. yeah <laughs> she's i she's... love coming to florida it's you know it, it's some, some of the best crowds that we perform in front of they're wild and crazy all the time so uh we will see what happens but anxiously looking forward to that weekend well we want to say congratulations ahead of time yes congratulations my man Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, I have two kids myself. Um, I have a nine-year-old, and my daughter just turned six. So, I definitely oh, know. Go. I definitely yeah. know the you know parenting is a full-time job as well. So, definitely For get sure. that. Uh, we uh, we're excited because you know Ring of Honor has gone through some changes. It's gone. It's evolved, if you mm -hmm. will. Uh, and I think it's really a great time. Uh, especially for yourself, because you, congrats to you, uh, before Christmas, you announced on Twitter that you had gotten a, a new contract with Ring of Honor. Yeah, uh, talking to the officials and the, and the bosses, we decided to, uh, uh, that the exclusive deal was on the table this year. Uh, that's been something that I've been working towards for a few years now, so um, was very happy to be able to sign to sign that and start the next chapter of my Ring of Honor career. I mean, because that's exciting because it was a year ago or maybe a little bit longer, you, you were uh, in a group with some amazing, talented wrestlers, uh, Caprice Coleman, mm -hmm. um, Rhett Titus, and um, uh, Kenny King. You guys were this awesome group, and you you guys r ran roughshod over the Ring of Honor. I mean, you guys were amazing. And now I think it's kind of an amazing time that you get more of a spotlight put on you as a solo uh, performer, which is awesome. Can you tell us about that transition? Uh, I, I've always been sort of a solo guy. Uh, I, you know, e even with the group, uh, with the Rebellion, with Kenny and Red and Caprice, uh, that was sort of my first delve into six man or sort of group uh, group matches. But uh, and even with the tag team stuff with Keith, um, other than those few years of my career, I've always been a solo guy. So it's really just transitioning back to knowing what I already know how to do uh, and just going back to game planning how I normally game plan. So now instead of three opponents, I only got to worry about one. Yep. 
all about number one, and I think that's awesome, especially with uh, what we said earlier about Ring of Honor kind of adding new faces. There's been a lot of amazing performers. Because we said this last time we spoke to you, Ring of Honor brings the best. They bring the best mm-hmm. talent. They This is the best promotion. They bring the best talent. They, I mean, you are always going to see some, no matter who you go, where you go in the United States, you're going to find an amazing Ring of Honor show. Uh, and there's been some new changes. You guys have added a few people that uh, I've – you know, I've been following the indie scene for a long time. Guys like Jeff Cobb, I mean, that dude's a worker. Right. That dude's insane. He's got an insane uh, skill set. From the UK wrestling, Mark Haskins. I mean, I was watching him mm-hmm. at Progress Wrestling doing his stuff for years, and now he's getting a spotlight. So it's really neat to see some of the new faces. Uh, uh, PJ Black, you know, coming back and, like, doing his thing. And So I think it's, for me, it's an exciting time for Ring of Honor, but also for yourself because you like you have a hashtag, you know, you have, you're, when you're doing your Twitter, you got your break the glass ceiling and all this stuff. You're going to be the breakout star and all that stuff. I think it's now amazing time for you to kind of just amp it up to 11, you know? Oh, for sure. Uh, and that's something that I plan on doing every time that I'm in the ring. You know, uh, it, it's just now uh, I'm a bit more vocal about how I feel about things. And, uh, you know, yeah, the the goal is to uh, shatter that glass ceiling that has been there for years and uh, prove why I'm the real break, breakout star of Ring of Honor um, because there's no more, uh, in my mind, there's there, there's no more room for guys to hide. There's no more room to, you know, hide behind um, any of the talent that, that was there. You know, now it's, it's time for guys like myself to be able to uh, step into that spotlight and show what we can do uh, and not be overshadowed by anything else. So uh, I'm loving life right now. Well, you Ready got, to roll. You got to be loving life, man, because, uh, you know, there there has been an exodus of certain stars in the company. And now, because me and Johnny were talking about before the show, I'm really excited because I feel like guys like you that weren't getting enough screen time, weren't getting enough of the spotlight, now have a chance to do that because you're going to have more time in the show for guys like you to showcase what an amazing talent you are and how much you bring to the table. Oh, for for sure. You know, it's uh, with every loss, there comes opportunity. And uh, even though, you know, we've lost those guys, we've already brought in guys like Haskins and Bandito and Jeff Cobb and now uh, Rush from CMLL. Uh, so we just reload, you know what I mean? Every time. Um, but now that they're here and, and all of that, and, and I'm excited for what the they what they can do, uh, but they need to get to the back, of, to the back of the line. Amen to that. <laughs> uh, so, uh, once I beat Jeff Cobb and, and once I, uh, uh, am the ring of honor world television champion, which will happen at some point, uh, then I'd love to give them all a title shot. You know what I mean? But for right now, uh, they're walking into my house, um, and uh, there's no welcome sign on, on, on the door as of yet. You know, that's one thing that you bring to the table. You bring a, there's a confidence to you that you can't really – sure, some people can fake it, but you, you imbue that confidence. You got what we call – Deuce and I call moxie. Yeah. You got moxie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think <laughs> it's really cool that you – especially in your promos, dude, being able to, like, sit there and just tell it like it is. I think this is nice that you don't have to have blinders on. You don't have to have anyone behind you kind of telling you. You can just be like, I'm going to do my own thing, and I'm going to tell people about it. And I think that's really awesome that you get that opportunity for a literal spotlight on you to be able to tell you – to tell people why they should watch you why people should be fearful from you you know oh for sure 
Yeah, it's a. Uh, sure. um, now there was a pay per view recently, uh, Honor Reigns Supreme, and or you were a part mm-hmm. of one of the matches. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of what it was. The there was the uh, one oh, Rhett Titus, right? Jeff Cobb, oh, the, the six man battle royal. Oh no, you're talking about uh in Concord. Yep, mm-hmm. uh, you're talking about yeah. in Concord. Yeah, uh, there was the proving ground instant reward match between Jeff Cobb and uh, Rhett Titus, Jonathan Gresham, and myself. Yeah, tell tell me what that what that match was like for you. Uh, the match was easy for for me because I chose not to be a part of it. Uh, right. <laughs> the, the simple the simple fact that given you know the match that had everybody talking around the world was my match with Jeff Cobb uh, towards towards the end of last year. Yep. Uh, I've been making incredible strides to make myself an international star in the UK. Had an incredible tour there. Uh, so as far as I was concerned, uh, it was insulting to me. For Ring of Honor matchmakers to put me in some proving ground match, like, and granted, there's an instant reward there where if you were to win the match, then you get a ti- you get a title shot right then and there. But I want Jeff Cobb one on one when I get my title shot. I don't want any outside variables. I don't want if if I had won that to then beat him and say, oh well, he was too tired from wrestling other people. You know what I mean? Like right. I, I didn't want. Any excuses? I want Jeff Cobb fully prepared, not for two, three, four opponents, but just for me. Uh, so that way, uh, I have him at, at his best. And then when I have him at his best, I beat him at his best. Um, so I I chose to take myself out of that matchup. Yeah. 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 I, I saw that. Um, what was it? Uh, you were doing some sort of promo, and then I saw Twitter was exploding with Jeff Cobb, Shane Taylor 2.0, and like the internet really. Wa- I mean, we want it. We want yeah. it. We want that match. We want to see you guys. And, and at so your do best. I. And so do I. I already put the challenge out there. Um, April 6th at Madison Square Garden. I'm not doing anything. You know what I mean? So if, if my thing is there's no bigger stage than that, um, and if you're going to take a shot, um, and you're going to have all the eyes of the world on you. That's the match that I want them to see. Um, if, you know, I I want Cobb to be 100% ready and focused. You know what I mean? And with the match that we had in Philly, um, I saw a lot, a lot of things that, you know, he was good, he was good at. And I, I saw some holes uh, that I feel like uh, the second time around uh, I will capitalize on. Uh, and I want to be able to shock the world in the world's most famous arena. Yeah, you know, I would I would call you the student of the game, if you will, uh, being mm-hmm. able to go back and study your opponent, like kind of like in the NFL, people study tapes. You do the same well, thing. For sure. Yeah, yeah. So, and that really helps you get prepared. Like you said, finding things that no one else probably would have noticed because you actually were in the ring with him. You kind of get to feel, mm-hmm. see, go back, rewind, see what you could have done and better, what you could have proved on. And uh, I think that's with technology too. I think that's really neat that you have the opportunity to go back because you have something like the Honor Club. Deuce and I want to talk about that. I mean, yeah, that, that's, that's a great. really great thing yeah. for the fans. Oh, for sure. And Honor Club, for, for those that don't know, is our on-demand streaming service uh you can go to rohwrestling.com they have every detail imaginable as to how you you can enjoy all of our live events pay-per-views etc uh but what's really cool about it is uh you can go through the archives and you can literally from day one go back and 
catch up on everything, on every character, on every personality that's been in an ROH ring. And, you know, we we could list off the the legendary performers that, that have come through there from Danielson to Loki to Homicide to McGinnis um, to Joe, uh, Aries, you know, Rollins, uh, even Colt Punk, you know, like all of those guys um, that helped create uh, the very platform that we get to perform on now. Um, and now I get to add my name to that list going forward. So um, it's a really exciting time to be a, a Ring of Honor fan. It's a re- it's a really exci- exciting time to be a per- performer. So um, I, I'm I'm super I'm super stoked for 2019. Yeah, 2019, and we were kind of talking with some other people. It's uh, 2019 sounds like a science fiction year. In the year 2019, mm. so it's right. uh, it's it's really well, I'm still getting used to saying it. It's so kind of weird and foreign, but I think 2019 oh. is going to be a big year for a lot of people. And and I, like I said, I, I would love for you to capture the, the the TV title. So I mean, that would be the you know just another thing, a notch on your belt in your in your rise and climb uh, in professional wrestling. Absolutely, uh, it, it's validation, you know, for 11 years of hard work and. 11 years of proven people wrong because, you know, there's been people along along the way, or, you know, uh, the crowd doesn't like you or or you're or or you just not good enough to be here. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've heard all that before. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. uh, but but yet here I am still getting paid, still doing what I do. So uh, as long as I continue to do my job and work hard uh, and do the same things that I've been doing, then I'm not worried about much because the rest will take care of itself. I agree wholeheartedly, and I think it's great about the Honor Club is you know you're going to be you're immortalized within that program. I mean, I think that's mm-hmm. what's so great. People can go back ten years from now and be like, look at Shane Taylor. You know, he won the title here, and you know, and it's really neat to see like you see the evolution of Ring of Honor. I mean, every year it's changing and getting better, and you're bringing in talent from all over the world, and I think it's uh, a, with technology changing and be able to go on and see all these out of fingers fingertip i mean i think that's exciting and to see where the technology goes in the future uh, i mean things are sound is always getting better video is always getting better uh with social media we talked last time uh with you about how awesome social media has been for performers mm-hmm. like yourself oh yeah and and it can be of course with uh like anything it can be a double-edged sword as well you know um so you're obviously going to have for as many supporters as you have you're, you're going to have your detractors you're going to have your naysayers um and so uh keep keeping your yourself um focused on the positive as opposed to the negative when it comes to social media is uh is always a tricky thing to learn but uh every now and again i i give into the I, I give into my uh petty side and i have to let some folks have it you know what i mean uh but most of the time i try to just stay positive and and uh keep uh keep giving shouts out to the people who are supporting me uh because that's why i do this well i mean that's that's kind of what we what we're what we're about what our motto is is you know we want to support things that we love we want to put an eyeball on something that we love we want to tell people hey uh we love this comic book or we love this video game or we we love wrestling i mean deuce and i like it's no joke we've been watching wrestling since we were in diapers, since we were yeah. in diapers, essentially, and oh, it's sure. awesome to be able to see how uh, the changes, not only within your organization, but just in general wrestling in general. It's just it's 
grown and changed and evolved into such a bigger thing, and especially with it's a monster now. It's a well, like, yeah. I it's mean, a, it's a pop culture icon. It like, is. I mean, it really people, is. I, booming again for sure yeah it's for booming sure. again and even though we had a naysayer wrestler on our podcast al snow who said that this was not the second renaissance i i i said no i think you're wrong i think we're in a renaissance almost as big as when it was wwe versus wcw back in the 90s like you know you go places and you see people wearing wrestling t-shirts and stuff now openly it's not that oh it's this nerdy little group over here in the corner like it's mainstream now mm-hmm. right and the, and the thing is I, I i think it's a different renaissance a different type of renaissance than uh I, I think al is referring to because then it was only the major markets that were doing it right it, it was only the major companies um but now it's a things are more spread out the money now isn't just going you know to connecticut it's not just going to atlanta it's not just going to you know to to jersey or philly now it's literally all around the world the money's going to japan the money's going to florida the the, the it's going to texas it's going to cali it's going everywhere so the overall boom i think is just as big uh but just not so much concentrated on the major companies which isn't a bad thing in my opinion because it forces people to continue to be creative yes competition is never bad so it forces people to continue to evolve to com- continue to be creative to continue to take care of their talent um because sometimes when you're the only game in town you have a tendency to go well to to get com- to get complacent you know and you go all right you start treating your workers bad or you know let making them think they're dispensable and now you're in a situation where you do that for too long and people have legitimate other options and now they become your competition so that guy that you you know should have taken care of now becomes your enemy you know what i mean so yeah. uh you have to be very very careful now uh as to how you evaluate talent and, and who you think can do what because there's um, there's, it, it's very, very easy to be outside of one of the major companies now and earn a living. Uh, so, uh, I'm excited for, for everybody involved because it's, it's always good to, for, for guys to have more places to wrestle and, and make money. Well, and I like it because it gives you options because I'm going to get really real there for a second. The mainstream product, if you want to call it that, to me has been stale for a while. So that's why I watch Ring of Honor, why I watch, you know, New Japan, Mm -hmm. why I watch CMLL, because of the fact that they're giving me a product that's entertaining that I enjoy. I'm not getting spoon fed the same stale meal you know, it's it's like if you had cornflakes for every single meal. I don't mind it at breakfast every once in a while, but if you feed me cornflakes right. three meals a day every day, I'm right. not going to like cornflakes anymore. Right, right. And then you know, but that's but, but but again, it's lack of competition. Yes. Right. So then, all of a sudden, the people who make cornflakes look over and oh, here come the people who make pops. Here come the people who make frosted flakes. Here come the people who make cinnamon toast crunch. Now. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, as cornflakes, you've got to figure out how do we make our cereal the most appealing. You know what I mean? And so that's, to me, that's the fun part of this, you know, to see um, who's going to come up with what, who's going to make the next big star, who's going to, you know, 
make the next guy that you know transfers to movies who who goes to you know who can break through and be a sort uh, sort so, sort of pop culture figure you know what I mean so that's always exciting to me to see what's on deck so uh, the more companies that we have with the ability to do that the better it is for the performers the better it is for business the better it is for the fans and everybody wins got yeah. a got a question for you since we're on the yes, topic sir. of cereal uh, milk first or cereal first what you got cereal first milk milk first is is ridiculous like <laughs> the, the concept is insane like like why would you ask it, a question like that johnny it's just insane hey he knows but, what i'm talking but, about there's, there's once, certain people once, once you pour the milk in the bowl first it's going to splash around you're going to spill it you know what i mean and no one like no one pours, you know, two ounces of milk first just to see, like, you know what I mean? Like, it it it, it, it looks ridiculous. So, you always put the cereal in first, always. Yeah. Oh my god! Well, it's just like there's certain people that that ask that question all the time in the wrestling business too, which is really funny. And I'm just like, really? Yeah, is we found out wrestlers eat a lot of cereal they by do. doing these interviews. We did not know oh, how much you guys love cereal, bro. For for as like. <sighs> We we eat so much junk food, you know what I mean? Yeah. But like we have to like train our butts off to make sure it doesn't like you can't really tell, you know what I mean? But like like I just did did a podcast about an hour ago, and I was like, yeah, like it, it's hard to eat healthy on the road. Oh yeah, you know because you're you're out late, you know what I mean? You're at the venue most of the day, you know what I mean? So it's uh it's very hard to get away to uh you know find fresh options if there's not like uh, Trader Joe's around, or or like a farmers market, or or something like like that. You've got to settle for, you know, fast food most of the time. Um, I I've been lucky enough to, to to get with the right people and have like you know prep meals done and things of that sort. So that that makes it a bit easier for me. Uh, but yeah, it, it 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 it's tough. So when when you're at home and you're like, man, do I do I want to cook? Not really. What I have, ah, there's the cereal. You know, what I yeah. mean? like it's like, yo, there, there it is. Well, where's your go-to stop on the road? Say if you don't have your your meal prep, you, because I'm thinking you guys are getting done leaving the buildings at probably midnight or later. Where's your go-to yeah. stop to get something to eat before you hit the road, going to the next stop, or go back to the hotel? What I try to do is if I'm if I don't have the prep stuff, I I, I try to go before it gets too late. So what I'll try to do is hit up like like a uh, Chipotle or something or or a Subway, something that, you know, di- digest pretty easy and doesn't sit too heavy on your stomach. Um, but if it's a case where, you know, may like just crazy, you know, uh, busy during the day, uh, then maybe um, try to hit up like a Whataburger if I'm in Texas or uh, something of that sort. I, I I try to stay away from like the the Burger Kings and the McDonald's and the typical ones just because you know it does sit really heavy on you and yeah. uh, it makes training the next the next week absolutely terrible. Uh, but yeah, those are my go to. So that so that's what I try to hit. Or or a Panda Express if they're open. My wife turned me on, on onto that and I was like, oh, it's pretty good. Yeah. So it was nice. So is there some guys um, before they are going to be on? They they don't eat like four or five hours before a show. Is there any sort of regiments that you do before you get into the ring? No, uh, I used to be one of those guys, and I, I used to like not eat before a show just because I had bad bad nerves and like 
I, you know, you get like nauseous and things like, like that. But now, um, as long as it's like not right before my, my match, I will usually eat up like right until, you know, maybe about a half hour before the show. Uh, and a lot of guys do those things just for, uh, cosmetic reasons. You know what I mean? It, you know, they look, um, they look thinner, they look more lean without, you know, their body digesting things. So, um, I'm never going to have a six pack in my life, so I'm not really worried about it. So, uh, I, uh, Right on, man. Well, we're hopefully you're going to be able to make the show because we're really excited about it. Um, I actually wanted to tell you just a quick story. Um, me and my brother were actually at a bar not that long ago, and Ring of Honor was on the bar TV, and you had a match against Cody Rhodes. And literally, me and my brother stopped what we were doing to watch, and it was one of the greatest things I've seen in a while. You guys had a phenomenal match. Oh, thank you, man. I truly appreciate that. You know, Cody's one of the one of the best guys in the sport right right now and uh something that i love doing is i love to compete i love to compete and i love to be in the ring with guys who uh either i feel are better than me or the public thinks are better than me uh and then i i get the chance to uh measure myself uh, against those type of opponents um and that was one that I was very happy with because I, I feel like I more than held my own. And if you've got to get a bear and your wife to help you beat me, then by all means, then I, then I think I, I, I did a great job. So, uh, and especially him being, you know, a former world champion, IW, UGP, US champion, um, and Ring of Honor world champion to be able to know that I went toe to toe with, you know, one of the guys uh, that are the very best means that uh i i can stand in there with anybody and throw hands so uh i'm not really nervous about facing too many people <laughs> well i gotta tell you like we were in a small bar in gainesville florida and it was right after the homecoming for the gators and me and my brother were watching i was telling him about i'd interviewed you and how awesome it was and started off with two guys watching the tv but by the end of the match you had about a good half of the bar all around the TV watching it because everybody just got that enthralled of what was going on. Nice. Nice. That, I mean, that's, that's, that's why we do what we do, man, to, to, to make, to make sure you guys are entertained and, uh, and to put on a show. So I'm glad, uh, all the people there were able to enjoy it. Super stoked. Lots of events coming up. You know, you, you live in Texas, so I, I want to ask you about what your thoughts of the new Road to the G1. Uh, that's happening in Texas, isn't it? Absolutely. And not only that, but but I think uh, that New Japan is going to have a G1, like the, the, the kickoff to the G1 in Dallas. Nice. I had a few matches with talent from New Japan last year. Uh, all those went really well. Uh, so now it's just... Uh, finding a way to be able to step onto that stage. That's sort of the last uh, checklist item on my career that I really want to do. Um, and to be able to have a performance that leads to that happening would be great. Uh, so I'm, I'm very anxious to uh, see what that weekend uh, brings. Well, I'm, I'm definitely excited for that. I'm also excited for the G1, which will be at Madison Square Garden, I think it's really fun. 
that you're going to be in the competition's backyard right there in WrestleMania weekend. And I, I'm looking forward to the show. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. You know, I mean, uh, like I said, there's there's that that sort of thing is right up my alley because I, I'm someone that loves to, uh, to to sort of stir the pot and get people riled up and, and get people, you know, emotional that's that's exactly what i like to do and and nothing is better than going into someone's backyard and saying this is ours now come do something about it you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. uh uh looking looking very forward to that show uh and everything that leads up to it and everything that comes after it um it's a huge step by us and by new japan as well and it's going to be an absolutely incredible show well, I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure it's going to be on the Honor Club, and hopefully, maybe we'll get lucky and it'll be on some pay-per-view providers as well. But I'm I'm truly looking forward to it. Oh, oh yeah, one hundred percent. Well, last time we got together, we we uh, we talked a lot about basketball. If you remember, we talked mm-hmm. about the, you know, who is better, the Lakers or the Bulls or the Celtics in their prime and all that, and. Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought that was really interesting because, you know, we, we all have other loves, you know. Uh, I love their hobbies and other interests and whatnot. Uh, what do you – what does Shane Taylor like to do on his free time, besides spending time with the family, of course? Uh, I'm a big gamer, man. Like, uh, it, it's it's one of those things for me. It's been a passion since I was a kid. Um, a lot of the, like, boxing and MMA games that have come out um, – I am blessed enough to play with a lot of people who are really, really good at the game. Uh, a lot, a lot of them are pro players. So, so I think like the last, not not this last one because I didn't really like it, but every UFC game and like MMA game that's come out since like 2006, I I've been ranked top 10 in the world in. Oh wow, wow that's at, awesome. Yeah, so like all of my free time that's not spent with the family or training or things of that of that sort go to playing games and just. Uh, continuing to have that competitive edge in my life because uh, I I need it. Like you know what I mean. Like I yeah. I, I have to be doing something. Um, so uh, that's been a big thing. I, I'm getting I'm I'm learning how to play uh, this Call of Duty Blackout mode. Oh on, yeah. On, on game, but it's so frustrating. Oh yeah. <laughs> But uh, but I'm learning it because uh, it's it, it's challenging and uh, it, it it's something that uh, I'm not good at yet. So I want to be good at it. So uh, yeah, when I'm not hanging with with the family or doing my doing my thing, that's where you can find me on PS4. Uh, yeah. No Xbox. Well, <laughs> the, you, I've got to give you credit because me and Johnny both gave up on the blackout mode. We were like, nope, we're just going back to regular <laughs> team deathmatch. Let's go back to what we like. Um, but besides uh, the Call of Duty and the UFC games, is there anything else you've been really jamming out to on your on your PlayStation? Oh uh, yeah, I I like to play NBA Two K nineteen as well. Yes. Uh, one of my favorites. Uh, a lot of my boys just got uh, got me to dust off Madden and start playing that again. Yes. Uh, and again, and that I I uh, been blessed to play with a lot of good guys that know how to play 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 that as well. So. Um, yeah, I've I I I've been making them regret bringing me out of retirement on Madden. So. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, yeah, that that's that's not something. That those those are some more games that I really enjoy playing. Um, we actually, me and Kenny King played 
uh, Madden a few times, and I had to show him what was what. You know, what I mean, <laughs> let him know who who the real K I N G was uh, <laughs> on the. Uh, so uh, yeah, like that's 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 really fun for me, um, and I, I I think I really want to try to get some more gaming done on the road. You know, get some more guys to play, uh, and just really provide. You know. Just, just a fun distraction from the normal stuff that we do, because uh, it's always a good time. Well, I've heard a lot of uh, wrestlers now have started bringing their consoles with them on the road because one, every hotel room you've got's got a TV, so you can plug it up and you can play. And two, and, and I think this might be just a side reason, keeps everybody out of trouble. <laughs> if, if, and especially like some cases, we have early flights. So say, say the show ends at eleven, we get to the hotel. By eleven thirty, twelve, shower up. It's already twelve thirty. Like my my flight's at six a.m. You know what I mean? Like it's like all right, I'll I'll play the game for a few hours and then just go catch my flight. You know? Yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah. It, there's there's a plus side to all of it, and there's not really a downside because you're just playing playing games and staying out of trouble. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm all for it. Yeah, it's a form of escapism too, to mm -hmm. a degree, because you can kind of just kind of sit back, relax, uh, mm -hmm. and recharge the batteries. You know, because um, a lot of, especially with your body, you know, you need to rest your body in between working out and all that, because mm -hmm. it's there's days where Deuce and I we're working hard, and then we come home and we're like, all we want to do is just lay down and put some put a controller in our hand and just relax and trying to get yeah. away from things, you know what I mean? And like you said, absolutely. You know, wrestling is a bit, a bit mental component of wrestling is very underrated. I think people, you know, it's a lot very mental focused. You know, you got to be able to strategize, know what you're doing, and the be the the fact that you are competitive by nature is really cool that you can bring that to video games as well. Oh yeah. I mean, and that's and that's and with any sport, you know what I mean? Like like you can't you can burn yourself out and you and you can think too much and obsess too much about something. It's very good to be able to have something that uh, takes your mind off of things for a while because then you get to come back with a fresh perspective um, and maybe see things that you didn't notice before uh, because you were just staring at it too long. You know what I mean? So, um, and that's and I, I I think that's what games uh, allow for a lot of guys to to do is just re re refocus re-energize uh put your thoughts somewhere else for for a while and then come back uh ready to go and that's got to be a good component too because you said you're not much of a drinker you know you're coming off mm -hmm. that natural high of being on stage in front of all those people like it's a good mm -hmm. way for you to like decompress and kind of come down from that natural high and like just mm -hmm. kind of like you said decompress think about the night and just relax Oh yeah, and it, it's a lot of fun, especially for me because I'm a huge trash talker. Like <laughs> winning or losing, like I, I think some some of my favorite guys in sports were like John Randall and Reggie Miller. Just like if if I can go out there and and I'm pretty good at all the games that I play, so it's like uh, I take his tactic and he goes seventy percent of me talking trash is just for me, just to get me in a rhythm and going and to be able to bring the best out of myself. But 30% of it is to see if I can get in your head. And if I can get in your head, it's a wrap. Like <laughs> That's like true. Once, once you start worrying about me and you stop worrying about the game, then it's, then I know I got you. And then it's just, it's, it's fun. It, it, it really is. Now you're, you're an interesting character. You are 
from Cleveland originally, and you live in Texas. Mm-hmm. So what's your NBA team? Oh, the Cavs. The Cavs. I'm, I'm, I'm Cleveland everything until I die. You know what I mean? The, gotcha. Where, you know, Cleveland is a city that's loyal to a fault. You know what I mean? So for me, uh, you know, the old the old say, saying goes, you're either from Cleveland or you're not. You know what I mean? So <laughs> uh, uh, it's, 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 it's always going to be the Browns. It's always going to be the Cavs. It's always going to be the Tribe. It's always going to be, you know, even as far as like uh, hockey, you got the Lake Erie Monsters Arena. It's the Gladiators. You know what I mean? So it's Cleveland everything. Well, you gotta be happy with uh, your boy uh, Baker Mayfield, man. He did some great. He was really solid this year for the Browns. Yeah, you know what? I I, I had my reservations when it when it when things were first starting. I, I was like, we'll see. But he's he's proved me wrong, and I'm glad he did. You know what I mean? Uh, and he he's got this chip on his shoulder that he plays with, and it's a it's one that is a, a constructive one. It it's it's one that leads to uh, camaraderie with his with his guys on 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 the team. They're rallying around him, uh, and and they're sort of adopting the attitude of their quarterback, which I think is great. Some people don't like it, but this is not the era of the Johnny Unitas quarterbacks where this, well, good game. And we'll just, you know, and, and, and the rah-rah speeches and things of that sort, like this is, you've got to have that ego. You've got to have that swagger, that moxie, as you guys called it, that confidence to go out there and perform to the best of your ability. And uh, I, I think he's bringing that out of the team. And I think if we can uh, solidify our defense just a little bit more, uh, bolster our O-line a bit more, maybe one or two more weapons for them, and we'll be good to go. Well, you're getting some, if I remember correctly, some pretty good draft picks this year. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I'll, I'll call it now. I think the Browns are going to the playoffs next year. Ooh. Ooh. And, and the thing about this year was, too, I think we were like 6-10 and 10 mm-hmm. or something like, like, yeah. like, like that. But we had three or four games early in the season that we could have won. Yep. So – it's it we had a potentially you know a 10 win team yeah you know you so, could have gotten the wild card berth if it hadn't been exactly, for them starting that exactly. original quarterback if they had started exactly. May- mayfield from the jump i think me and you right now would be having a completely different conversation possibly possibly but had had they just uh a lot a lot of it was different coaching as well because there were some rough games for mayfield there too and then they switched the coaching things around and things started to take off. You know what I mean? So um, I'm I, I'm still a huge fan of Tyrod. I I think he's going to be uh, great on any team. If he stays with us, great. If he doesn't, I mean, more more power to him. Uh, but I think it's good to have him on, on our team because it still breeds that competition. No one can slack off when you've got a guy that's able to step in and start right right there. But yeah, I, as far as I, you know, I I think Baker has won the city over so far. He's he's done a great great job of solidifying himself as the starter, and uh, yeah, if, if he if he can somehow get us play, get us the playoffs, man, it's gonna be the city's gonna be rocking. Oh, I bet, and I, at, like I said, I feel it because I watched all of uh, Hard Knocks with you guys and fell in love with the Browns, man. That whole season, I was like, man, I really want to see these guys do good things. Uh, and, you, and you've and you got some good guys. You've actually got a, a former Florida wide receiver playing for you guys doing good things. 
and uh, you got some good guys on the team. So I I think you've got the pieces there. Just it, the stars got a line for you. Oh yeah, and that's and and, it, and it's just change of mindset and change and change of culture, you know. Uh, and that's and that that's what teams like. Unfortunately, I have to give them credit, and not necessarily so much last year, but historically, teams like the Steelers or the Patriots, like or the Packers, like that's that's what they have. Like in situations where they're 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 down, it's not a oh here we go again mentality. It's all right. Well, we've been here before. We and we've won these games, so let's do what we got to do. Once we're able to do that, do that and put together some games like that uh, and change that culture and that mindset around, that's when you really become dangerous because now they really know they have to compete all four quarters uh, against you and you're never out of a game. Uh, and that that's what we want to see as Browns fans is not just you know playing hard for three and a half quarters but playing hard the entire game. Hey, you're preaching to the choir here, man. Yeah. I I uh, grew up as a New Orleans Saints fan, and we uh mm. we were the Aints originally, uh, with bags over our heads. We were a hey, awful team for many years, many years. Now you guys in the NFC Championship game, yeah? Yeah, man. I I think we got a chance to go all the way, man. I, I think uh, our defense is only holding teams to 14 points. If you can do that, that's especially I mean, with how our offense, the way it's boy has been playing, I, I think uh, it's going to be tough to beat us in the dome. I mean, that home field true, advantage is true, but we, I mean that that Rams defense is tough, though, bro. I mean, but to to his credit, I will go on record as saying Drew Drew Brees could very well be the goat. Like to be able to do what he's done, and it seems like somehow they take more weapons away from him every year, and he just continues to put up five thousand yards like it's nothing. Like with, and, and granted, I don't follow the Saints that close, but like I couldn't tell you a Saints receiver, you know what I mean? Like, right. uh, so, and like it, it's it's insane just how good he is and how great he makes the guys around him, uh, and if he's somehow able to uh, pull out another Super Bowl, then I don't think there's any de any denying him after that because when you look at guys like Brady or Manning, like. Brady has had the luxury of ha having a lot of great talent and maybe the best coach ever in the history of the game mm -hmm. to be with him, you know. So uh, to be able to, you know, break the records that he's broken and, and, and do what he's doing, I think, says a lot about the career of Drew Brees. And, he, and today's his birthday. He just turned 40, and he's doing this at 40. That's yeah. crazy to yeah. think about. Look, I mean, there it is. And advancements in technology, man, you know, you've got guys doing – Doing, you got you got guys. Excuse me, co competing even longer than they were in previous decades and, and years. So who knows? I mean, and he. I mean, he he looks like he's all right. He 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 may go till he's forty two, forty three, forty five. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, I think it's just keeping him keeping yourself healthy, and also he. He's also a good guy off the field too. He's never had anything, right. you know, in the news or he's he's faithful no to his wife. He's, yeah. he's got five kids. I mean, he's a family man and he he supports the 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 state of New Orleans, city of New Orleans and he gives back to the community and like he's just a good guy. And and with five kids, that's also a lot of alimony too. So there's I mean, that there's like, <laughs> like it, there's it's a lot to think about. Yeah, you don't want to cheat when you got five kids, man. That's a that's a <laughs> lot of child support, my friend. That's a big check to write, my yeah. guy. You know what I mean? Like especially with what he makes. So, 
Yeah, I mean, not not saying that he would anyway. Of course, yeah. he's a great guy. Yeah, like just saying. But, that but it's just, still a good good thing to remember. <laughs> exactly, it's always good to keep in the back of your mind. Back of your you know? mind that like if I screw up, I'm gonna lose a lot of money. A lot of money. Yeah. Since we're on this, uh, the topic of football, I wanted just to get your quick thoughts on that whole uh, Clemson Alabama game. Did you get a chance to watch any of that? I didn't, but I saw the highlights, and <sighs> man. Like, they, wow, like, I've never seen anybody expose a team like like that, and maybe it's just, you know, Styles make fights, and it's just a bad matchup for him, but I've never seen Bama corners get cooked like that, but that quarterback was slinging, and it it was, I I think, a big shock to uh, the world, to to, to the college world, especially because the media rides Alabama so heavy, like they're the sack and coming of every, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. and it's just to see Clemson just go, no, this is, we own all of this now. Like, yeah. <laughs> was it's, really cool to see. And with a uh, true freshman quarterback, that kid is a true freshman. I don't even think he's 20 yet. A so problem. Like, that's, he's going to be a problem for a long time, you know, yep. if, if he stays healthy. So, uh, of course, I was a bit upset that my Buckeyes weren't in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Oh, I feel uh, you. I feel you. One slip up against Purdue, but uh, and then we went out and smashed Michigan, and then won the Rose Bowl game too. So it was. I mean, it is what it is. But uh, I would have loved to see an Ohio State versus Clemson matchup. So maybe next year. Yes, I mean that. That I think that's what makes things interesting with the college playoffs. You know, you have. The opportunity of four teams competing as opposed to the two. Do we start yeah. the six teams next year or the year after? Oh, is that confirmed yet? Yeah, I, I thought it was confirmed. They're going to six teams, oh, okay. but I don't know when it starts. Hmm. So, oh, first two would get buys then, maybe. I don't know how that's going to work, to be honest with you. But they said they were going to kick it to either six or eight here in the near future. Hmm. So, yeah, I, I I don't see why they wouldn't just go with eight. Yeah, that seemed, you're probably right. That'd yeah. probably be the better way to do it. Just kick it out to eight. But supposedly yeah. they've been talking about forever kicking it out to more teams because everybody complains that there's a one team that shouldn't have got in, that didn't get in. And uh, goodness gracious, we had here locally that UCF business where they <laughs> called themselves the national champions because they didn't lose a game. And then they didn't lose a game all year. And then God bless you, Johnny, and your LSU Tigers for just whooping that ass. And yep. shutting them up. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, you know, the the score was close. Was close, but it wasn't on paper. I mean, we destroyed them. I mean, yeah. we, we had 500 yards of offense to their 160 yards. I mean, we well, shut I think them by down. By the fourth quarter, you had like the third stringers right. in there. So right. yeah, it so. was close because they started playing the practice squad. Exactly. So yeah, I, I do think it it gives more teams a chance to fight for you know for a cha- mm. championship. You're not like, oh well, I'm number eight this year. Well. You know, I might have a good, ro- good, good uh, Pro Bowl or a uh, good Pro Bowl to go to, uh, uh, bowl, bowl game, game yeah. to go to, and and that might be fun. But now, people, if you're in that spotlight, especially a national championship game, if you're a scout team and you're looking at somebody that may or may not are undecided if they want to go NFL next year, because you know some people sit out. But if you're kind of on that fence now, if you're number six, number eight, you can if you're going to be getting an eyeball put on you, you know that may be a good chance. So I think it, I think it's going to help. That I mean, I, yeah. I like the college playoff. I think it's I think it's, it's great because sometimes oh, yeah. y- years ago, oh, yeah. 
years ago it was like, well, uh, there was teams that made it to number two, but they had like four or five teams below them had to lose in order for them to make the jump, and that happened. And so it's like, right. well, what happened to these one-loss teams, and now you have an undefeated team that's number two, but they're undefeated, but they aren't necessarily better than the team that has a one loss. And that whole BCS exactly. computer thing is kind of weird. And, and, you know, they favor mm -hmm. Alabama, you know, in that situation. Mm -hmm. So it's, of it's course. nice to see that change and, and, and growth and development and evolution. Oh, if yeah. you will. Yeah. So, and, 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 and I think it allows for players to relax more because like you're dealing with kids, you know what I mean? And you're dealing with, well, grown men, but you're, but you're, you're, you're dealing with human beings. Like you're going to have bad games. Things are going to go wrong. Yeah. Like you shouldn't have to play perfect. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. like it, like you can have a mistake and have a bad game and go, all right, guys, look, let's fix those things. And then let's go out, get better. And if you have a team like Ohio state, who was cooking at the end of the year like all right we we got our bad game out of the way and now we now we've got all the things uh lined up the way we want and now you head into the playoffs you know what i mean but uh hopefully they do expand it i think eight teams is probably perfect you know what i mean like uh i i, I don't think it needs to go to 16 or anything crazy like that no. like eight teams like if you're in the top eight you have a chance to win a national title that that seems pretty reasonable yeah no i agree um so yeah i mean uh that's what we love to do we love we're a conversational podcast so yeah. we love to just talk about anything under the sun uh and uh yeah i mean we always end up kind of swinging towards sports topics which is awesome with you because uh, we love sports as well um but uh we're so excited to see your 2019 run man we're we're looking forward i mean we're we're fans here in orlando florida we're we're, we're uh looking for you to make you know, great things happen in 2019. That's the plan, man. Uh, not, not, not just in ROH, but around the world. Uh, I definitely plan on going back to the UK this year. Uh, and, and the goal, you know, like that, like I said, that last big checklist is to be able to go to Japan as well. Uh, whether that's Noah, whether it's new Japan, all Japan or DDT or w wherever, uh, that's my goal for 2019 as well. So um, going to be very, very fun and uh, going to be very exciting uh, to see how it all plays out. Yeah, man, we're definitely looking forward to it. And yep. once again, Deuce, what was the – You can check it out. It's going to be at the RP Funding Center February 9th. Doors are at 4. The bell time's at 6. You can get tickets at rpfundingcenter.com. You can go to rohwrestling.com and find all the information. And you can find us at HH Podcast Show on the Twitter machine. You can send us your emails to hhpodcastshow at gmail.com. Shane, how do people find you on the internet? Uh, Twitter and Instagram at Shane216Taylor. Also, uh, if you're in the merch buying mood, prowrestlingtees.com slash Shane Taylor, all lowercase. And, of course, rohwrestling.com. Go to the pro shop, pick up that Shane Taylor knockouts for everybody t-shirt. Uh, and, uh, yeah, that's, that's just about it. Awesome, Shane. Well, we appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to join us on the happy hour sure. with Johnny and Deuce. And we wish you the best in 2019, my friend. Thank you, Thank you guys. Uh, appreciate it. And thank you to everybody uh, in Florida and all over around the world uh, who've supported me thus far. Uh, I promise you it's going to be one hell of a ride this year. 
You are the man, sir. Thank you so much for coming on with us again, and thank you so much for your time, man. I hope we see you at, at the show, and if we don't, congratulations again, my friend. Thank you, thank you. All right, man. We'll catch you later. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. And you can find us at facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast show and soundcloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast show. Don't forget to hit us up on Twitter at HH podcast show and hit us up at HH podcast show at gmail.com. And don't forget there's not one, there's not two, but there are three hashtags. Hashtag happy, happy hour, hour podcast. podcast. Hashtag H. <laughs> hashtag HH, HH podcast, podcast show, show and hashtag deuces, deuces on, on the loose. loose. Later. See ya.